The Father's Business was founded by Sylvia Gunter to encourage people to a deeper relationship with God. I'm Elizabeth Gunter Powell. And I am Kimberly Roddy. Welcome to the Father's Business Podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us. Welcome to episode two of the Father's Business Podcast. If you have not had a chance to go back and listen to episode one, which is our intro, please make sure you do that. It gives you a lot of background information about who we are and where we're going. Today, Elizabeth and I get to jump in to a conversation with Sylvia. So let's get started. I think the most often asked question that I have gotten in the 10 years I've been working with a father's business is, is Sylvia Gunter dead? (laughs) Well, so (laughs) here I am to put the lie to anything other than the fact that she is still alive and kicking. All right. Well, we glad, <laughs> we're glad that you are. That's right. And we are so excited to be able to spend some time with you. And what we mainly want to do is hear your story. Okay. I know a lot of your story, but I would love for other people to hear your story. All right. Of how do you go from being born in a very small town in nowhere, Mississippi? It's, it actually was nowhere, nowhere Mississippi. Mississippi. Uh, to being an author who has written books that have gone to over 170 nations? Well, that's an interesting question. As Elizabeth knows well, I was speaking in various places and giving handouts. I was just papering the world with handouts at the time. And she was the one who was running them off for me on a little bitty one-at-a-time copier. Uh, next to my bedroom. And I thought it would be really nice to gather them all together so we wouldn't have to do that one at a time anymore. And that's really how the idea for prayer portions started. Oh, I, it wasn't even called prayer portions at the time because we didn't have a name. So I tried out in mentally several other titles and that's just the one that stuck in, in my mind. So it became prayer portions. Mm-hmm. Let's back up a little bit before that. Mm-hmm. When you were young, you thought you were going to be a missionary to Africa. Oh, I did. Yeah. What happened? When I was 10, I went to missions camp. And on the closing night, they darkened the room. And up on the stage, the curtains parted and revealed a lighted world map. And God absolutely grabbed my heart for vision for the world. And so I thought I was going to be a missionary to Nigeria. And when I got older and I met my husband and... He wasn't at all interested in Nigeria. So we settled down to, uh, I settled down to corporate wife status, became a housewife, and had three kids, and my life was just diapers, dishes, and domesticity. (laughs) And in the back of my heart, I, I felt like a failure because I had this underlying feeling that God had called me to missions. And so I know you carry that in your heart a lot, that um, maybe you were missing God because you had this passion for the nations, but you weren't overseas. And yet 
God was using you to train up uh, your children and to be a loving wife to your husband. You were involved in discipling women in your church and sometimes speaking at women's ministry events. And God was doing a deep work in you and through you without you ever leaving home. And so that's why I think it's so great. You were 50 before prayer portions came out. And for someone who had a burning desire at the age of 10 to impact the nations, that may be a very long time. Uh, To God, it wasn't a long time, but to you, it was probably a very long time. But God has used you to minister to the nations. It just didn't look like what you thought it did. And that has always been such an encouragement to me because it's really easy for me to get an impression of God saying something to me. And then I think I know how it's going to happen. And it never happens that way. Um, And there's been times in my life where I felt I'm not doing enough. I'm behind. I should be doing more. It's easy to look at other people on other platforms and say, wow, look at their impact versus what you're able to do. And it's just such a good reminder to me that Prayer Portions wasn't even being put together until you were 50. And since that time, it has gone into 170 nations. And we get emails from around the world all the time talking about the impact that the words of those of your books have had on them and the weekly devotionals that we sent out to over 16,000 people, um, that how they're it's people from all over the world emailing us back and thanking us because whatever that word was that we shared that day was exactly what they needed. And that may, that devotional may be based on something that you learned and wrote down when you were in your twenties. And, um, that's just really awesome. I'm curious, Sylvia, you, you were talking about, you were passing out handouts just all over the place. And Elizabeth was, um, copying them on the one, the machine that just fed them one by one. What made you pass out the handouts? I was speaking in various places. Mm-hmm. And when I would speak, I would give them something tangible to see, to look at, to take home with them. Mm-hmm. You were also, when the lady showed up at your house having a crisis, you had a handout for her. Oh, gosh, yes. Tell me a little I- bit about that. There were always ladies in crisis at my house. Hmm. Elizabeth came home many afternoons, and there was somebody tearful on my couch. And at one point, I was on the phone with one of these person people who, women who were having a life crisis. And I was giving her scriptural counsel. And when I got off the phone, Elizabeth looked at me and she said, Mom, what do normal mothers talk about on the phone? <laughs> and I said, I haven't a clue and I don't want to find out. <laughs> so, Yeah, so when you, you were handing out these handouts and then women were coming to you and you were creating things. And so that's how really over time those handouts became part of prayer portions. That's exactly right. And the power of them in prayer portions is they are not mental constructs. They are actually been used in the trenches, in people's lives, in situations, prayed over. And so I think that's why they're powerful. That's what I appreciate so much about all of your work is I had a front row seat 
Mm -hmm. Uh, And I can look through a lot of your books and I can still remember the situation that was going on that caused you to be able to write that. Yes, that's Uh, true. Some some hard places, some good places, but everything you wrote, you wrote to have an impact on someone's life, Mm -hmm. not just to write for theology's sake. That's exactly right. So what was your passion? What's the passion behind all of that? The two things people need to know is who God is and who they are in Christ. And with those two pieces of knowledge, you can face any situation and be a victor. It's so easy when you're addled with external circumstances to lose sight of the rest of God. Sometimes we don't rest because we don't understand who God is and who we are in Him how much he loves us. It really comes down to that. We don't trust God's love. Hmm. Yes, and that's why I have spent uh, multiple, multiple resources and a lot of time writing books about who he is and who we are in him. We, as a family, find ourselves in a hard place where it's hard to stay in that rest. It surely is. Um, my dad... My mom's husband um, has, is in the advanced stages of Alzheimer's, and it has been a very long and hard road for yes, us and there. continues to be. Yes. Um, with not a lot of answers of how long is this journey and what else is going to happen. So how have you been able to step into rest even in the midst of all of this? Or have you? Is it hard? Honestly, it's been very hard to see the man that I love and have loved for 58, 59 years going through this. And honestly, I just want the man I used to know. (laughs) And he's not there anymore, and he's not going to be there anymore. But I really have got to come to God is enough, that Jesus is my holy husband, God is my father, and he's all I need. And when I keep my focus there, I do okay. You do right. Yeah, I've watched you be honest about the struggle, but I've also seen you put all this on open hands. Yes, it is. It's on open hands. And... We definitely have had our times where we have wanted to talk to management about all this. Yes. We wanted to tell management. We just didn't uh, approve of the way he was handling things. Right. (laughs) But we know this is his best plan or it wouldn't be happening. Yes. And that's kind of hard to swallow sometimes. Yes. I've actually said those very words. God, if this is your best idea, I don't like your ideas. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And you have the kind of relationship with him where you can be honest like that, just like David was in the Psalms. Yeah. Oh, David was brutally honest in the Psalms. But it always came back around to, yes, but I'll trust you. I'll trust I'll love you. you and I'll follow you. Yes. And I think that's the journey that um, you and I have been on that I think a lot of people are in as mm-hmm. They may not be dealing with a, a family member with Alzheimer's, but we've all got things that we're walking through. Everybody has their challenges. They do. So 
what would you want to say as one who is going through challenges and has been going through challenges to others who are finding themselves in hard places? Keep your eye on God, not the challenge. It's like I'm like Peter. When I keep my eyes on Jesus, I don't look at the waves lapping at my feet. When I look down at the waves, I sink. But there's a lot of people who are going to hear this podcast that are in some very dark, very places. hard places. Yes. And it's okay to say it's hard. It is okay to say it's hard and to follow it in the next breath with, but I trust you. And I am so happy that God is God and I am not. (laughs) (laughs) We have a friend who recently lost her husband far too young. Um, And I don't know if someone said it to her or if it's her phrase, but um, she shared it with me basically that, um, what you're walking through, this is God's plan A. Oh, dear. It's not like he took his eye off the ball for a minute and, oops, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden John's got Alzheimer's and yes. I, I didn't mean for that to happen. He knew from the time he created Dad that these were the days that were ordained for him. Yes. And that's hard to take in mm-hmm. sometimes. And there's a scripture I wish I could pull it out of my head. I can't right now. But basically saying that both good and evil or things that happen in our life they come because, from God. because God allowed them. Yes. And I know some people who have been mm-hmm. abused and been through horrible, horrible things that that would be a very hard thing to hear. And yet somehow in the otherness of God, it's all got to make sense because mm-hmm. we don't want a God who is not big enough to, um, to handle all, all of it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want a God who's like, dang it. I, I should have been paying more attention to John. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I I got my eye off the ball, though. He has been intimately acquainted with all yes. of this. And um, I love that I have the freedom to scream at him at times and say, I think this is unfair and unkind and not what uh, I would want to have happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to go back to, but I trust you because yes. you are good. And you are kind. Yes. And you do not change. Yes, that's exactly right. And that's where knowing the character of God, studying his names, because as you've you've written articles of over 365 names, and there's more than that in scripture of who he is, um, being able to hold on to those, sometimes that's all you got. That's right. (laughs) And there are days uh, for you and for me where all we've got is this does not feel good or kind but you are good and kind. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to trust that you know more than I do. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. all of this somehow is going to get redeemed. Yes, it is. Don't know how, don't know when. And as you say, would like to explain to management ways we could have done this more efficiently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But this is where we are. Just where we are. And we wake up every day and say, okay, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice rejoice and be be glad glad in it. it. Even on the hard days. Even on the hard days. Especially on the hard days. Especially on the hard days. Yes. And he's got this. That's the phrase I like to use. God's got this. You have anything else? (laughs) No, that's really good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> okay, God's got this. God's got this. I was kind of going backwards just a minute. Um, Sylvia, do you really think that God can handle our honesty? Absolutely. You could you read the Psalms and you realize that David was absolutely honest with God. And God was not at all upset about that. He did not uh, chide David for that for his honesty. And he knows how he made made us. He knows we're dust. <laughs> it doesn't upset him if we're brutally honest. He would like us to get back to uh, solid the solid ground of trusting him. And David always came back to trust. Read the Psalms, and he always came back. But your God, that's good. I I remember when I was had a season of being disappointed with God, so to speak, or mad at God, or angry at God. I would often I like to pray out loud when I'm driving in my car, and I would just be talking to God and talking to God. And when I was disappointed and angry, and I would I would often say, God, I need you to get in the back seat. I just can't sit next to you right now. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Um, I never wanted him to get out of the car, but I wanted him to get in the back seat. Um, oh, that's great. And I and I know some people are real uncomfortable with us talking to God like that. Mm-hmm. But I think I, if we know who He is, and like you said, we we look at the Psalms and we, you know, He's He He made us. We're dust, and He knows that we're broken and sinners, and mm-hmm. and yet we're saints at the same time. And He loves us, and He. Um, he wants us to to bring our broken hearts and our pains and our anger yes. and our disappointment to him. Yes. And and he often in those times he reminds us in our um in our anger and frustration and for me telling him to get in the back seat, he will often sit in the back seat and gently remind me of his goodness and his kindness and his love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and I don't think being mad at God is a sign of a lack of faith. It actually, you have to believe he has the power to do something about it to even be angry at him. Yes. So um, speaking to him and saying, where are you? And why, you know, why'd you let this happen is saying that you believe that he's in control. And, and it could have been he otherwise. He, he could have done something else and he mm-hmm. chose not to. So it's also showing a, a lordship issue where he's in charge and I'm not. I'm just not real happy with his choice of, <laughs> right. of actions. But I'm never saying um, that he wasn't, that he didn't have a plan and that he didn't have power. Um, I've never questioned that God decided to go take a nap somewhere and things happened while he wasn't on, he wasn't on his watch, but he wasn't looking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think it's okay. And honestly, I think it's, it's healthy. I, I have run into times and even said it in my own life sometimes that, you know, well, a good Christian wouldn't feel this way. And I think that's a very unhealthy place to be because you feel it. You just don't want to say it. And so you're just going to suppress it and say, well, that's not what a good Christian should sound like. And then it's going to come out somewhere else. So Mm -hmm. um, just as a, you would want a small child to run into his daddy's arms. 
when life hurts and or he's upset or mad or whatever to find comfort. I think God is that Abba Father for us who wants to to be there for us. But <laughs> I totally I totally agree with you, Kim. He got in the back seat <laughs> when you said so, and he's okay with that because mm-hmm. he's like, all right, I'll sit in the back. Still here, <laughs> still going to talk to you, but um, yeah, I, I've, I can understand that that feeling and those types of prayers. Mm-hmm. I think it goes back to Sylvia. What you said earlier is just the foundation of knowing who God is and knowing who we are. Mm-hmm. And when I can know that I am a covenant blood bought daughter of the King. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm then I can express my emotions to him. And also, like you said, David did come back to being able to trust him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because we've taken the time to know who he is, but we have to take the time to know who he is. Yes. And know who he says we are. And realize he longs to have conversation with us, Mm. which he does. Yeah, that that is something I, I meant to talk about earlier and forgot. That was something you definitely did model for us in our home is God wasn't just who you talked to between 5 and 6 a.m. before the kids got up and then you put your Bible away. God came along with us. Yes. Um, and you definitely modeled and encouraged us to know that God was in the car with us and God was at school with me and everywhere we went was an opportunity for God to show up um, or for us to see something um, that showed us evidence of who God was. You taught us to look for God in our day. Um, And so that really does um, has helped me a lot that, you know, God is with me at Walmart. God is with me when I am doing the mundane things of life. Um, There's an opportunity there to, Um, hear from him to bless someone to have an interaction with somebody but everything we do is kingdom business yes even today at the end of the evening i go back and it's a matter of worship really but i ask god where did i see you today and just tell him all the places that i know he was there all the times i felt his presence sometimes i didn't but Times I know he he was there during the day. Yeah. It's a good practice because it's easy to go to bed worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. Yes, it is. How much better to think about where God was in today, knowing that he will be in tomorrow. Yes, he will be in tomorrow. Hmm. That is a really good practice. Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, I'm just thinking over the years, there's been just a richness to the ministry that, that you've given people. And, and then, you know, Elizabeth was a child and watching some of this happen. And then along the way joined you in this ministry. And um, now we're launching this podcast to really take it to another level, to take it to other people who may not read the books or haven't heard of the resources yet. That's right. Um, uh, What do you think about this idea? And what would you love for us to be able to share with people? First of all, let me tell you how grateful and appreciative I am to you two to bring a new sense of um, technology and 
ability to reach the world. I am still want to reach the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been trying to thinking about reaching the world since I was 10, but I still want to reach the world. Mm-hmm. And I want to do it in a way that they can receive it. They can hear it. They can use it. And I think that's what you all bring to the table. Hmm. Uh, just a real um, modern take on things, mm-hmm. uh, a fresh voice for expressing it. I don't speak this young generation's <laughs> language. I really don't, but mm-hmm. you do. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. We're thankful that, that you're being a part of this with us. Um, we wouldn't be doing this without, without you. Sylvia, what do you think that Elizabeth has brought to the table um, as you both have partnered together as adults with the father's business? Oh, wow. A lot. <laughs> She's articulate. She has her own personal, powerful walk with God. She's creative. Her creativity, I think, is the part that I've appreciated among the most. You said some lovely things about me. I want you, you've known Kimberly for 25 years. Oh, yes. And what do you see Kimberly bringing to this podcast? Oh, Kimberly brings a richness of articulation. This just hits the spot. Well, thank you so much, Sylvia. It has been a delight talking with you today, and we look forward to talking with you again soon. I want to thank you for listening to the Father's Business Podcast. Check us out at thefathersbusiness.com or follow us at thefathersbiz on Instagram and Facebook.